Welcome to Compliance Beat, the podcast for compliance and ethics professionals. We provide practical insights and answer your questions about compliance and ethics. Together, we'll stay up to date on current trends so that your program stays effective. Brought to you by Moorhead Compliance Consulting. Here's your host, Eric Moorhead. This is a special edition of Compliance Beat. I am just getting up on Wednesday, September 28th, having come back from SCCE's uh, Compliance and Ethics Institute with uh, 1,700, I, I think is the figure I heard, 1,700 other compliance professionals in attendance in Chicago over, uh, I guess it's uh, four days if you stay the whole time. And I just had some thoughts about the profession and about a couple of different kind of emerging trends that I think came out during the sessions as the profession continues to grow, continues to expand, and more and more people find themselves at events like SCCE or find, more importantly, find themselves responsible for compliance. If there's a trend that I guess I didn't entirely expect, but uh, was interesting uh, more than any, it's the number of new compliance officers or people that had now found themselves with the compliance responsibility that are dual hats or triple hats or quadruple hats or, or too many hats to count and have many other responsibilities. I think it's fair to say the trend over the last few years, particularly with large organizations, it's not, never been the trend with smaller organizations, had been to apply more resources and have people that uh, had compliance as a sole responsibility, or they may be a deputy general counsel or in the audit department, but primarily have a compliance responsibility. And I don't know, again, this is uh, anecdotal, but it seems to me that there's some retrenchment there. You're seeing probably because of resources, more and more people get assigned the compliance responsibility, particularly in organizations that that where that responsibility was maybe not uh, clear, which is good. At least there is now somebody who is nominally in charge of the program. But people who perhaps don't have the time and resources, at least initially, to address compliance issues head on as their primary objective. So I thought that was interesting. And I'm curious for those that attended CEI or that talk to a lot of people generally in the profession, whether they see that trend as well. But that was something that that uh, came kind of loud and clear to me. A lot of new people, their first time coming to SCCE, they've recently undertaken the responsibility. And almost uh, universally, those folks that I talked to also had at least one other primary responsibility, if not many other competing responsibilities. So I thought that was interesting. And I, I, I think that's a definite trend. This was uh, also the first year that I spent a significant amount of time in the exhibit hall because our organization was an exhibitor. So I was uh, in the exhibit hall many more hours than I normally am during one of these events. And so I had a lot of time to talk to providers and other vendors in the compliance space, which I've done in the past too, uh, gone to CEI and, and other large conferences over the last five or six years, multiple times. But this time I actually got to spend some quality time with my fellow service providers and vendors. And some trends with the vendors that I, that I think are interesting, the consolidation seems to be continuing. Some of the bigger players, both in training and, and other service providers continue to seem to be uh, consolidating. And although there were still many, many, uh, and I was, I was happy to see this and I, I assume 
compliance officers and people responsible for compliance, we're happy to see this too. There's still many small and, and new newer organizations that are offering innovative tools and services as well. So you you know you still have some choice, but in some areas, it seems like the consolidation has left fewer choices for certain tools. Uh, Hotline is one of those where I think in years past there had been many more larger providers, and it was great to see that there were some vendors for the first time ever that had showed up at CEI that uh, offer hotline services that I hadn't seen before. For those of you that uh, use hotline services, I know there's there's been a definite trend towards consolidation. And that doesn't necessarily a bad thing. And I don't mean to disparage the the big players in the market because they there are many satisfied customers out there. But I think choice is always good, particularly if you're evaluating what your needs are. And if you're going through an RFP process, if you're a large enough organization or, or you have requirements to do RFP, you know, you have to have some uh, additional options. So it was good to see that there are you know, the, although the consolidation trend continues on, there are still plenty of upstarts. And I guess I should include myself among that since this is the first time we exhibited, but it's interesting to see. And, and I thought that was a definite trend among the vendors. Also, training, the continuing trend seems to be trying to be more innovative, trying to shorten training courses. I mean, I think that's a common theme we've been hearing for the last couple of years is, you know, these, the 45 minute to an hour long individual training sessions are, you know, not, not completely disappearing and everybody still has statutory requirements, particularly in the harassment arena in certain states where you have to do a certain amount of hours. But, uh, definitely that the trend to go to shorter, smaller bites, bite-sized pieces, if you will, more engaged, uh, you know, gamification is a term that you've been hearing now for a couple of years, and you saw a lot of that, and a lot of humor. They're, you know, the, the smaller, particularly in the communication piece, rather than the formal training piece, there's been vendors that have offered short, funny videos and and other collateral that uh, uses humor as a device to communicate to people for the f- few years now. But there was, seemed to be a real proliferation, kind of a blossoming, if you will, this year amongst the vendors at CEI on that topic. And I, you know, again, I know some companies are just not sure if they want to dip their toe into using humor as a device to communicate around compliance and ethics. It's like, we don't want to diminish the importance of the issue. We're not sure how that will play with our particular demographic. You know, those are the things that you still hear, but I think a lot of organizations are recognizing the value there. And, and there's certainly, again, more choices, which is only to the good for individual programs trying to decide what they want to do. And if nothing else, you know, I recognize that there are tight budgets and sometimes no budgets. And if you can get ideas from vendors on things you can do internally, that's only to the good as well. And I feel that way about what, you know, the services we offer too. I am excited enough about the the direction that uh, compliance and ethics is going, that if I can help somebody put together some ideas and they don't have budget, so they can't hire me or hire somebody else to do what they need to need to have done for their program, if you can provide information or, or point them in the right direction to resources. And that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast, honestly. And I, I think that, you know, by looking at what the, all of these vendors have to offer and the different services and the different takes they have on communication, training, monitoring, and auditing, and, 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 and all the other various aspects of a program, you can get a lot of great ideas, even if you don't have budget to to, to hire, hire them or, or buy the whiz-bang tool, you might get some ideas that you can use to craft solutions internally. And so I think it was well worth it for those that attendees that took the time to walk through the exhibit hall. And plus you get free stuff. I got a, I got a really cool t-shirt. <laughs> so that's always nice too. But that's my takeaway, at least from, from the vendor perspective and from talking to a lot of the vendors is some of the trends that were going on. And then lastly, uh, the sessions, uh, I was 
able to uh, attend about 10 sessions over three days, give or take. And I saw a lot of really interesting stuff. There was, uh, as normal, very topical specific presentations on topics like modern slavery and data security, data privacy, obviously a, a one that's been pretty prevalent for the last few years, as well as very interesting, for lack of a better term, philosophical presentations. And and, and also really helpful presentations on topics that I really care about and, and I like to try to evangelize about, like return on investment for compliance program and how to make what I call, the, and a lot of people call the business case for the program, which I hope to do some podcasts on and the not too distant future on on that topic and, and related topics. So I thought it was a good mix. Just talking to other people, I think people generally, as is often the case with with these events, felt that it was a good mix of of the more practical with the the more aspirational topics. And overall, I I feel like it was also a good mix for appealing to people who have been in this business forever to people that, that were the first timers I was talking about a few minutes ago. So trends, interesting new things as far as topics go. One thread that came up and through questions and through the topics themselves in several sessions was this notion of what's the boots on the ground perspective of compliance. Okay, we've 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 now got a program. We have a program that's been around for a few years. We have tools, we have training, but what's the perspective from employee on the ground about compliance and about their job and about how compliance interfaces with their role. So there was a lot of discussion about integration, if you will, of compliance with the business operations and being a partner. And this is a topic that's been around for a long time, but I, it really weaved itself in, I think, into a lot of the sessions that I listened to and participated in over the over the course. And it's, it's uh, I think, you know, shows the overall maturity of a lot of the programs that people have now at their organizations that they're now beyond, okay, we can take a, maybe take a breath, maybe a short breath, but we can take a breath because we have a training program that we're comfortable with. We have a monitoring system in place that we're comfortable with. We perhaps assessed our program in the element against the elements of the sensing guidelines and best practices and feel comfortable that we have pieces in place. But now let's really try to work with business operations and get more integrated, get get to be partner in a way that perhaps we haven't been in the past. And I thought that was interesting and, and it definitely has been a trend for years, but came up consistently in a lot of the sessions. And I thought that was not only showed the maturity of, uh, of, of a lot of the people that were participating, the maturity of the programs for a lot of the people that were participating, but also showed that they are looking for answers around specific topics for specific risk topics and training and monitoring and all the other big picture aspects of their program that also talk about integration. So if there's one common trend that I that I heard there, that was certainly, I, I think, would be it. I'm very interested for those of you, uh, and there were 1,700 of you, <laughs> wonderful you were all listening to this podcast, you're probably not, of those of you who did attend CEI or have attended other events too, I don't want to limit it just to SCCE, but but have been to events recently, roundtable discussions, or if you have a business ethics group in your uh, locality, I'm curious as to what trends uh, you're seeing, both in discussion, but also in services and products that are being offered by vendors, because there's a lot of interesting new things that are coming up. Sometimes they're very specific to certain topics, but also 
applied more broadly to topics like communication. So be real interested to get some feedback from those in the audience about their takeaway from recent events and get togethers that they've been to on compliance and ethics. That's my uh, short takeaway from my last few days in Chicago. I just wanted to kind of get it down before it faded from memory. I'm a little exhausted. uh, But as I said, when I was leaving, I was gratified to see a lot of old friends, but meet a lot of new friends. And that's one of the other great benefits of going to these events. Again, not just SCCE, but but any of these events. So uh, until next time, thanks. Thanks for listening to Compliance Beat. Check out our website, compliancebeat.com. This podcast is brought to you by Moorhead Compliance Consulting. Be sure to check us out at moorheadconsulting.com.